What's going on, everybody? Listen, if you're ready to put your podcast out there and get your message out to the world and help impact a lot of people, Anchor is the way to do it. It's a free service. Uh, you're able to upload your information uh, and your recordings, or you're also able to do your recordings right on Anchor. It distributes it for you. Uh, it puts it all together for you. It's very, very simple to use, very easy to use. And uh, if you're ready to start and put your podcast out there, this is the platform to use. Welcome, I'm your host, Clay Smeltzer, and this is the Purpose Infused Men's Podcast, helping bring together men to rebuild masculinity with heart and purpose, help a good man do great things. So let's get on with this show and let's let it roll. Do that, something like that. Uh, All right, what's up, everybody, man? I am so excited today. This is episode number one. Uh, I'm just totally pumped. Uh, I've been told. Uh, by my wife a lot that you needed to do this. So it's finally happened. I should have listened to her a long time ago, but uh, right. My wife is always right. So uh, hopefully she heard that. And yes, she is upstairs. She works from home. So we'll get the show on the road. And what I really want to do is really start off by saying, why did I create the Purpose Infused Men's Podcast? And really it's to bring men together. Okay. Because uh, iron sharpens iron. So for men sharpen men. And uh, I think that's important. I think it's needed. I think it's necessary. Uh, we are in the greatest time with a pandemic, with all this stuff going on in the world and things like that. We are in the greatest time in history to be able to change the evolution of men, to be able to change masculinity, get rid of this toxic BS that we talk about, all that kind of stuff, and really just have men owning themselves, helping good men do great things all over the world. I love the term blossom where you're planted. And just bringing men together to blossom where they're planted all around this country in the U.S. That's where I'm from. I'm from Pennsylvania, but all around the world as well. Uh, so that's really what we got started for and just get that information out. A couple of different things that we're going to run through is one of the ways that I'm going to do some shows here are three different ways. One, we're going to have what we call quick hits. Uh, quick hits are just things that are on my mind. We're going to get off the chest. Maybe it's something to do that is going on uh, in society right now. Uh, maybe it's a thought that I have, man. Listen, there's a whole bunch of things that come into my mind that I just kind of like let rip, and then we'll we'll do that. That's what'll happen. Uh, so those are quick hits. We got interviews, which I got my first guest here. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, this weird looking guy right here. Yeah, look at that. I mean, look, he's got the stash. You can't see it, some of your listeners, but look, he's got this stash going on. He needs a pair of, uh, you know, those. What are those aviator glasses? Yeah, I know. So you'd be a cop. You'd be a, <laughs> but that's good. You want to go be a cop, right? I don't know. In the criminal? Maybe. Yeah, All right. Well, we'll get into that. Anyways, uh, but we'll do interviews uh, and they're going to be longer segments uh, depending on we're just going to chat. We're going to have a good conversation with people, uh, men, women, uh, because I think not only is this about purpose, it's purpose infused men. It's not only about men, it's about women too, because it is a dichotomy of balance in the world uh, that needs to occur. We need both sides of the viewpoints uh, and we need information from from men and women in order to be the best version that we can be for ourselves. And then what I call long format. So it's going to be more uh, informational things, uh, things like that, that uh, we're going to go explain uh, steps to be able to do some, some of the different things uh, and so forth, uh, habit formation and those different uh, aspects there. So 
those are kind of three formats. We've got the quick hits, we've got interviews, we've got long formats. When am I going to put stuff out? I, when, when, I, when I put stuff out, that's kind of what I do. Um, it's going to be like that. I'm not going to say, hey, every once a month or once a month, once a week, once a this. Uh, when I get content that I put out there, when I have great interviews, things like that, we're going to put it out and we're going to put it out here uh, on, a, on the podcast uh, into different platforms. We're going to put it out on YouTube. Uh, we're going to send it out through social media. Uh, so forth like that. So I don't have any real set things. Usually you will see one thing a week uh, that's going to come out sometime during that week, sometimes two uh, and so forth. But that's what's going to happen. That's what we're here for. So let's get to uh, my special, special guest. This is, this is probably yes. what his mom and dad told me all the time. He's special, very special. I told him <laughs> he was very special uh, in, in that realm. But my special guest, now listen, he, this is because uh, we did a bet, and I don't. What was the bet? I don't even remember um, what the bet was. Two years ago, my senior year of high school, it was one of our home games, and I said, "If we win this, you were always talking about doing a podcast." And I said, yeah. "If we win this, because I was pitching, gotcha. and you got to let me have be the first guest, and we won." So he is here because we made a bet, and he followed through with it. So uh, I made a promise uh, to him that it's going to be on my first podcast. When two years later, uh, that is, and Cole. Uh, is uh, a former player of mine. I coach uh, high school baseball as well as long as being as well as being a teacher and entrepreneur with purpose infused coaching. Uh, but uh, he was a former player. He now plays for well. You you tell me. Why am I telling Alvernia, you? Alvernia yeah. uh, in Reading. It's a small Division three school. So I'm up there studying criminal justice and playing ball. Nice. So so again, he played and uh, we you know him and I bantered back and forth and, and yep. so forth. And I mean, I mean. He, look at that mustache. He's got that, that mustache. He's got the goatee, but. I know. Like, you just had the goatee at first. Yeah. And then you, like, you switched it. You, like, up late. You're well, like, Garrett hey, I'm going to go gonna from. No, my, he has one too. Yeah, one of our old, oh, my old teammates, Gary has one. So we're going, what if I shaved that off? I just shaved it. Anyway. I think you should. <laughs> we could all do. What we should do is we should do an episode where we just look like uh, like the aviator mustache. I'm down for it. At 19, it was that Chips. You ever watch that show, Chips? Nah. No, well, you're too young. That's yeah. right. All right, so Cole's 19, um, you know, he, again, a former player uh, and so forth. But really what we want to talk about today is, is dealing with men is Cole has grown up. Um, he's 19 years old now, so he's grown up in the day and age now where it's a little bit different. As men, we've operated for thousands of years uh, based on survival. You know, go beat things up and, and kill things and bring it back to eat and all that kind of stuff. But as we transition into the 1900s and up, uh, to today's world, we, we don't have to be so physical in order to take care of that provide and protect need. So as Cole is here, you know, we're really going to talk about what was his transition through like kind of like growing up. What did he see as things that were being a man or examples of what's being a man or, or, or that stuff? Did he get fed the bullshit that I got fed when I grew up? Like you have to drink more beer, sleep with more girls and lift more weights than anybody. Like did he get fed that bullshit? Did he get fed something else? Did he, does he have a good perspective, bad perspective? What is that? And then the second thing is, listen, as men, it is our job and our role as men in society is to help the next generation transition into men. So as Cole is moving into being a, an adult and having to go out and fend for himself, I was, I was expecting some comment come there. This is no, kind of no. scary. <laughs> it is. We're going to talk about how scary that is, but what can men do to help you out? And what are you looking for out of men in order to be able to be the man that you actually want to be? Because I think that's one of the things is, is we have all these things that society and Facebook and Instagram, all this shit that's out there. 
is is good, but also it puts this projection on on teenagers, young adults, stuff like that. That you got to be some other. I don't know. What's your thoughts, man? Well, I don't know. I mean, like obviously, it's a lot different than when you were younger. Um, what, you trying to say I'm old? The hell? Yeah, you're kind of old. <laughs> compared I to am, me, I'm 39, so, so dude, I got 20 years old. Yeah, man. you got double my age, man. Jeez. So um, I still look 28. I'm just kidding. so uh i don't know i mean we get fed a lot of stuff um i mean especially from even guys you look up to like that are maybe a couple years older than you and i was thinking about it earlier today i'm thinking like well if you're in if you're in seventh or eighth grade and you're going into high school and you look up to probably you know juniors or seniors in high school and you're like gotta do what they do you know you want to be like them and what are they doing or sitting around you know most of them drinking beer, smoking weed, doing all that stuff, and just not being like not being good men, not to each other and not to anyone else. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, and when I think about it, from my perspective, when I was a senior, looking up to, you know, men like you or my dad, you know, people that I look up to and, uh, you know, seeing what values they have. And I think it's a lot different from the seventh, eighth grade looking at a high schooler yeah. compared to a high schooler looking when you get out of out of school because you really just got to grow up fast so now question for you when you like that seventh and eighth grade because i teach and for everybody out here listening and watching is i teach seventh grade uh students so they're 11 12 13 year olds in there so as that age at 11 12 13 year old that you know preteen to in teen hormonal mess are you look did you ever look at men outside of like the next level because what i hear you saying is like we go, we're at, as men, we look to the next level. As seventh and eighth grade, we look to high school. As high school, we look to a, like more of an adult. Did you ever look at that younger age up to men, like other adults besides your dad? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I always had, you know, coaches when I was younger um, that have kind of been like my second dad. And then um, I had this one coach, Coach Corey. He used to play for the York Revolution, um, um, a minor league team around here. He played for the Blue Jays and everything. I was with him since I was probably like eight years old. So I always looked up to him too. Um, but I've always been around baseball my whole life. So most of my mentors are kind of coach related or baseball related. Um, and I guess maybe like family, friends. That's pretty much it. So so when – when oh, shit, I just lost my, my train of thought there because I went all over the realm there. I, sometimes it goes squirrel and that's what you find out. But it's okay. We'll get back on track. But the – so, so when you're looking at that, you're looking up to those different levels. So you had athletics in order to be able to – was that a huge part of you becoming who you are today? Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, just even, like, learning through – learning about life through baseball. You know, when you're younger, you just kind of don't think about it. You're just out there playing ball, picking daisies out in the <laughs> outfield and picking your nose in the infield, doing whatever. Yeah, dude, I drew pictures. I yeah, used to get yelled at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, I played shortstop, and I'd always – like, dad would be like, Clay! Get it. Get, come on, let's go focus. Yeah, and I'm focus like, up. Dude, like I'm drawing pictures with my fi- the one time I was leaning down drawing it with my finger and then oh, and then you, then I went from drawing it with my finger and the broke bears to 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 then drawing it with my foot because then I wasn't leaned over. So yeah, right. dude, yeah. No, no yeah. daisies, that's good. Yeah, but I think uh it, it has a lot to do with that. Um I've always been involved in athletics and without that I probably wouldn't have had a lot a lot of the mentors I have today that I look up to, like I said, all those yeah. baseball coaches. Um, so those are men that I really admire that are good guys and have good traits and so I'm willing to pass that on. So what is, what are, what are kids that aren't involved in, like, I mean, you could say sports or, or band or 
yeah. musical or, you know, karate or whatever it is, building cars or something. What are guys not involved? What are the, what are teenagers doing that if they're not involved in stuff? What the, what the hell are you doing? I mean, I don't know, probably sitting at home playing video <laughs> games with their friends, but like, um, I don't know. It's, I think it's a lot harder when you're not involved in stuff to, um, really like get that like mentorship from an older, yeah. like, you know, older guy or girl. So, um, I don't know. I think, I guess their view is probably a lot different than kids are, are involved in, you know, athletics or musical and stuff like that. So what, what who are you playing with? Like, like yo, walk us through this video. Cause a lot of people like me, like I, like we, it, it, Cole was part of our, our brotherhood group when he, when he can get on there and join us. Um, and, uh, with college and baseball and stuff like that. And y- you and another guy talked about the relationships that, teenagers have going into young adults uh, in the twenties. Cause we have some guys that are in our brotherhood that are in their twenties and that culture of, of sending pictures and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I had no idea. I'm like, all right, that's the new relationship. And it's yeah, like, it's okay, that's different. dude. It's so, so weird. I mean, like, you know, so six, six years ago, I met seven years ago, I met my wife and it's like, that was not part of the, that wasn't part of like right, the relationship. Okay? Yeah, go. Like, Go out and find oh, them shit. on the street we, or something. We used to, you know, call, yeah, find them on the street. We, we, uh, we, Jesus. Uh, thank you. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But no, like when I grew up in high school as a teenager, we had that long cord that you had to do the rotary phone. And then we mm-hmm. eventually got a cord, you know, you had to carry around and pull it. Do you even know how to use one of those things? Where the big, gigantic, like eight foot, 10 foot cord, you'd, yeah, you I know what you're talking pull about. Pull around in your bedroom. Yeah, I even know how to use a rotary phone. Dude. Oh yeah, there you go. That's good. I'm here. Our kids want to do those. The uh, but then we got the the portable phone, and you could take it. But then you had like you talked on the phone, and and then you saw them at school, and that was it. Right. You know, and that that was your relationship until until you started driving, um, and so forth. But you know that's where it's like that conversation was really eye opening to me as a father having two teenage daughters especially teenage daughters and then a son who's eight is just that whole relationship difference from when it was then and now, you know, oh, it's in, total change. So technology is just so more advanced now. It's yeah. like you can see them whenever you want. Yeah. And that's like, you know, so just that, so give us a little information about like what goes on on the, like as your game and stuff like that, like what's actually happening, what's actually, I mean, you're playing a game, sure. But what really is occurring during that, gaming session i mean obviously you're are you one with other people yeah what like, conversations are you having are they um i mean it can it can range from anything like a lot of a lot of the guys that were on the team that you know like um i know the viewers won't know but they're on uh my team for high school like maddie moe and sean yeah. and all that. like what is what is bullshit a lot of the time just okay. kind of like pick on each other you know what i mean and so i mean sometimes we talk about serious so, stuff yeah. really whatever pops up gotcha like, okay. mostly about the game but so you're so you're actually having conversations on there mm-hmm. about real life stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Not just playing the game. It, it's half and half, I'd okay. say. About half At and least half. from my perspective. Yeah. Do you get in with people who are like, just like jerks or trying to like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can have it to where you only talk to your friends, or you can have it to where you talk to anyone that's like on in the game. Gotcha. And most of the time, when you go in the game, a lot of people are just trying to you know jerks to each other so okay so you got that banner back and forth and stuff mm-hmm. like well sometimes it's banner but sometimes it's just people being assholes yeah you know in, in that case so again that comes up with like how do you deal with somebody on the other side who you have no clue who this person is right 
and then they're either coming at you and stuff like that. You know, it, it can come into a lot of play of different communication styles and stuff. So, so let's go into now you're like in high school and you're moving up into like graduating, going to college. What's your viewpoint as you transition from that seventh and eighth grader who was, you know, probably this immature, you know, kid, mm -hmm. you know, oh, shit. We all, guys, literally think about all the stupid crap you did. <laughs> In seventh, eighth grade, you know, I used to sit at the table. And I'm not saying do this if anybody out there is that young, but I used to. I had braces at that time, seventh, eighth grade, mm -hmm. so I'd yeah. take an apple and I'd rub it in my braces at lunch table, and then just go and like spit it out so it'd fly everywhere. Or you would chew crackers up a whole bunch and then act like you coughed. So you put like two or three cracker packets, okay, and eat them, right? So it's all poofy, and then you yeah. go like that, and just makes this big guys everywhere. Poof cloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So then the teacher would come over and be like, Oh, who did that? I'm like, Oh, right. I just called. I just choked. Yeah. We, we used to do stupid stuff. I'm pretty sure I, I choked. I tried to swallow Same. a whole soft pretzel at lunch and I choked. Ew. I was literally like, throw up the pretzel in front of everyone. That's in the cafeteria. Yeah, it was crazy. In our school? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> gross. That's sick. But, anyways, think about that. All the stuff. For, so from seventh, eighth grade, then, then I think this is a great transition that I see being able to teach seventh and eighth grade, but then going into high school. Like, I saw you guys in seventh and eighth grade, these really immature boys who just mm -hmm. like to uh, they like to get physical at points in time they like to like uh just say stupid crap and just be hyper and mm -hmm. very uh what the hell is that word like it happens right when you think it happened you do it right away i don't know i know what you're talking about but shit <laughs> <laughs> anyways that word whatever that is someone find uh that instinct not instinctual that's gonna bother me i mean yeah i mean that could kind of work Anyways, uh, but again, you think of it, happens right away. That word, whatever that word is, <laughs> it, it's that one. <laughs> Take that. Uh, I can't think. Watch it. We'll be talking about something else. Yeah, just come on. Yeah, or tonight. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, it's this word. Um, but anyways, so it's just very the, – the, the kids, the boys at that age just do that. As they transition, so seeing your age group and, like, I had some of our other players in class and then had them on the field as, as freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors, mm -hmm. it's a lot different. So I think guys, as they get into that, that high school age, there's this really maturing factor where – some of those little um, things that they used to do, they just aren't there anymore. Yeah, there's banter. There's always that like, right. hey, you know, <laughs> let's let's mess around with our buddies, you know, do yeah. all the stupid stuff, you know, oh, yeah. things like that. But like there also comes this more maturity where, where now let's go that transition to, hey, I'm getting ready to graduate. Now go out and like part of real life, you know, and yeah. go to college, stuff like that. Where's Where's your mindset like – how was that for you? And did you have anybody there that was able to like move you through that as, as a man, as, as still a boy becoming a man. And I will tell you, and, and I'll tell the viewers from the time I first started coach, I didn't have Cole in class, but coaching him as a freshman until a senior, there was a big difference between the freshman Cole and the senior Cole. He mm -hmm. did transition into a boy into a man. And uh, that's one thing that, that, as a coaching staff, we really made sure we were there to teach men first mm -hmm. and then teach you baseball. Yeah. And I think as, as a coach, anybody out there, even as a men's coach, like I'm here to teach you those things first and then, and then go out and live the life you want to live. So did you have anybody in there in that transition that, that helped you out in, um, in that? Yeah. I mean, always, you know, like kind of family, like my dad, um, I think it's great that I, I have a really good relationship with my dad. I feel like I can go to him and talk to him about anything. 
I mean, some, some things I do go to my mom first because <laughs> dad always gets pissed more. But, um, but yeah, definitely him. He's one of them. I mean, you guys, you and Blake are, yeah. are our other coach. Um, cause we had baseball in the fall for, you know, a couple days a week. I mean, yeah. as soon as spring came around, we had baseball five days a week, three hours a day. So, I mean, we're around the other guys. We're around you guys every day for at least three hours. Um, and definitely the men's group. I mean, I just joined last year. Um, and I, like Clay said, I come when I can because of school. But, I mean, I really enjoy coming in and those guys and just hearing different perspectives. We got guys from the West Coast, I mean, all the way across the country, you know. Yep. And uh, anywhere from my age, 19, we got guys that are, what, like in their 60s too? Mm -hmm. Maybe even a couple yep. of people. So, I mean, it's good hearing from them, their experience, your experience. Um, and just kind of learning, just kind of sucking it all in like a yeah. sponge. Oh, that, and that's a great point because I think that's at your age, like you got that age. And I was thinking about this the other day for, for this conversation is you got like that teenage, you're just doing shit. Mm -hmm. And like your stuff comes to your mind, you just do it. And you're like, oh, whatever that word is again. And still, I can't figure it out. But you just, you just do shit, you know, and, and it's kind of a learning process through there. Mm -hmm. And then as you transition into like from that 19 into 20 into your twenties, that 20 is like this exploration stage where, Hey, you know what? I want to go do this. And, and, you know, college is good for that to explore different things, but also not college is good to do that, to explore different things too. Yeah. You know, and, and you could take that college route or the work route or the vocational school route or whatever it may be, but it's the twenties are like that exploration phase until you get to like, maybe 25, 26, 28, yeah. maybe you get start going from that late 20s into the 30s and 30s is like you get to that stage of your life and you're like, you know, you get into a career, you get into a family, you get into the, those different things. And I think for, for me, my experience was, is I did all those things just like I said, and in my 30s I get into that family phase. Then all of a sudden I got in a monotony of life. Okay. So like – Monday to Friday was go to school and teach. Right. You know, like wake up, eat, go to school, teach, come home, wore out. I mean, I deal with 110 kids every day, you yeah, know, and everything that goes on with, with, a, with a, right. a 12, 11 to a prepubescent boy and girl. Hormone raging and, kids. Oh, gosh, all day. it's crazy. Um, but I love it. But I came home, wore out. Then, you know, you spend some time with your kids, you know, give. I, I was at that point in time given half of my energy to my kids because the other half was already gone. Right. Um, and then, you know, eat dinner and go to sleep. Then Monday to Friday was that Saturday and Sunday were like, Oh, I got some free time to relax. But really you're doing housework all, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And then Monday comes again. You're like, Oh Jesus. And it was just that. It's kind of funny that you say that because <laughs> even like the other day I was thinking like, I mean, I'm only 19 years old, but I was like, dude, this whole summer I've been stuck just doing the same thing. I work part time with my dad like three or four days a week. I'll do that. I feel like I just wake up, go to work and then play baseball. Mm -hmm. We have like four games a week, play baseball, go back to bed or like hang out with friends. Just, it feels like it just kept going around. That's why I'm, I'm excited to go back to school. Yeah. Time it, for a change. Yeah, definitely. And that's where that cycle comes in. And that cycle doesn't have to be that bad, but when there's, there's to me, when there's no purpose behind that cycle mm -hmm. and you just keep doing the same shit, it's like you're on a hamster wheel. And I, I to me, I was just like smashing my face up against the hamster wheel while right. I was rotating around. Like, <laughs> you're like, doo, 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 you know, and it's like, you know, what do I do? So for me, when you looked at it outside in my outside, if you, if you paint a picture of my life outside, it would look great. 
So like for you looking at my life, it would be like, well, you got cars, you got a house, you got a family, you got right. this, you got, you got, you know, extra money in the bank, you got this, you got that. And it's like, but internally I'm sitting here like, man, what is it really for? Yeah. You know, what is it, what is it really? Because I think what happens is, is just like you and why I want to have a conversation here today is because I want to be able to help men help our next generation, which is you not have to wait until the shit hits the fan in order for you to be actually who you want to be. We want that to occur earlier. And if we can help that happen in some type of way, like that's the ultimate goal for us. Right. Uh, especially as purpose infused coaching as purpose infused men's podcast. How can I help the listener, the viewer be the badass man that they can be, but also pass that on to the next generation, whether you have kids or don't have kids, you're not my kid. Right. Thank goodness. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be lucky. <laughs> but but how can I help you pass on? And, and again, one of those ways I can do that is through this podcast. One of the ways I can do that is through the, the brotherhood is having conversations. You you text me when you know stuff's going on and, and, and so forth. And you're like, hey, man, I need a, a, a man to listen to. Mm-hmm. And you give those thoughts. So we need that openness. We need that opportunity um, for men. And I think that's important. And one of the big conversations I want to have today is as you transition into that teenage into that adulthood on your own like what what is your age group and this can be men and women what is your age group looking for from men what what are you what are you looking for from us you know i'm 20 years older than you what do you want from me in order to help you get to where you want to be that's a great question (laughs) that's pretty deep yeah i mean um because we don't, we don't have that conversation. We don't, yeah. we don't talk about that. We're just like, oh, well, just be the example. Well, what, right. what the hell does that mean? Like, right. example of what? Like, I can be the example of a great beer drinker. I mean, I'm not. I don't drink at all because I just did way too much stupid shit on it. And I'm like, well, it's not, it's not worth it. Uh, and I was tired of making myself sick when I did that because, yeah. you know, you get sick. You did it to yourself. I was like, yeah. I forget me. that. Yeah. No, but um. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I mean, I can only speak for myself, yeah. but, um, but well, we're going to, we're going to make you speak for everybody now. We're going to say you're in big trouble then, <laughs> but I, I'm in big trouble. Or your generation's in big trouble. Probably our generation. I don't know if I have to speak for them. <laughs> no. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I guess when you, when you guys were younger, you, you know, it's just kind of like hard nose, like the example yeah. you guys have is like, for most people, it's probably like hard-nosed, blue-collar working men. You know, you go, you work, you provide for the family, you come back, you know, you eat dinner, and then you watch TV and go to bed or whatever. You know what I mean? And so uh, Work your ass off, and that'll, that'll in the end, something will happen. Right. And I think, <laughs> That's what it was. I think it's important to have, like, I think it's important to have that purpose aspect because if you're sitting there and – well, I had a question for you about that. So yeah, yeah, if, yeah, go ahead. If you're chasing your purpose, do you think – you're well, satisfied. I'm going to stop it. You can't chase your purpose. Your purpose is already in you. Okay, but that's on, why on you got way, you got to reveal it. On your way to finding that, do you think uh, you, you get? You got to reveal it. Okay, then on your way to revealing it, yes. do you think you get more satisfaction trying to find out how to reveal it, or you think you get more satisfaction when you finally do reveal it? Uh, you get the most satisfaction when you when you infuse it into everything you do. Like the the pursuit of revealing it, I will tell you this sucks. Because you have to, uh, you have to tackle every single thing about you that you don't want to tackle and you don't want to talk about. Like all the, like my anxiety, my anger, my fear, my shame, all those things I never talked about for years. Right. 
that's the stuff I had to tackle in order to know exactly who I was. And I, I didn't attack. I mean, I didn't do it for years, 15 years of my life. I spent not saying anything to anybody and where did it get to time. me? Yeah. Cause I was, I, I'm a tough guy or Clay smells until I finally <laughs> looked at my wife and said, listen, and this was one of the hardest things I ever did because I didn't want to tell her because I thought she was going to, May feel like I'm less than a man. Right. The problem was it wasn't at all what she thought. It's what I thought. Mm-hmm. If I told her, I out. would. I, it's it's that mirroring agent, and we mirror. Like think about something you hate about somebody else. It's probably because you hate it about yourself, mm-hmm. and that's that mirroring process. And I mirrored my fear, my shame, my guilt, my less, my my feeling less than. And when I told her, I said, "Listen, you know, I, I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety because it was like." almost like a month I was dealing with this, 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 this just crazy shit that's coming in my head. And, um, and that's where it's like, I told her, I was like, listen, I'm dealing with really bad anxiety right now. I have every single day. It's like, like, that's why I'm moody. And I just, I don't know what to do about it. And she's like, I don't either, but I'm here for you. And I'm like, Wow. I'm like, yeah. well, shit, I should have said this should've a long that, time yeah, ago. I should have said that months ago. Oh, I should have said this 15 years ago when I dealt, you know, and it's like, you know, when you look at all that, it, I didn't say something because of me. And and that's when I started sharing. And one of the reasons why this podcast came about is because two years ago, no, four, what is it? Four years ago, I started sharing on Facebook what I was going through and I called them wilts, what I learned today. Mm-hmm. And uh, that turned into all of this you know, sitting here with you. And, and that's where the more that men share, the more that they're going to be able to own themselves. I wasn't willing to own myself because I wasn't willing to put it out there. And sometimes that's scary. I mean, especially for younger guys, you know, cause you're yeah. all the kids, you know, you're afraid of getting picked on and all that yeah. stuff. But I mean, sometimes you just got, well, you just got to do it. Well, look at your social media pieces too. Like when you look at Instagram and stuff like that, all it is, or Snapchat, all it is, is like what they see on the surface. Yeah, it's all surface level shit, and that's where it's like men have lived on the surface for literally thousands and thousands of years, and that's where when I say rebuild masculinity with heart and purpose is because that's where we have to go with it now. Like we can't stay in that physical realm of stuff like that. Like, do we have to keep our bodies right? Yes, but it's keeping your body right for you, whatever that is, you know. But you know, physically, we don't have to go do the things. We don't have to go kill shit and bring it back to eat or protect mm-hmm. our land, stuff like that. Now, you know where the, that macho man BS came in. Cause I think when I was born in 81 up until like the two thousands and stuff like that, when I went through high school, it was that macho man thing. Like yeah, that big drink mentality. more beer, mm-hmm. lift more weights, get more girls, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think for like our, my, my generation, I think that's still kind of like true. It still kind of holds true a little bit mm-hmm. because I mean, I know, you know, you're being a gym class or in the locker room or whatever, you know, there's boys and everyone's, you know, trying to like, fight each other you know all the yeah. biggest guy or you know brag about yeah brag about oh i'm talking to this girl whatever <laughs> and it's like okay that is a lot of, like surface level crap like yeah. that i mean i mean what, what are you really like why you really got to get in a fight with that person right like what's there's no the reason and, and that's where it comes what's the purpose of that event and that's where you asked me that question of what's more satisfying this more what's more satisfying is infusing and operating on your purpose every single day why? Because I know exactly why we're having this conversation is to help me own myself, love my story and live with purpose and to help you do the same thing. And every listener that's listening to this. Yeah. So I have a clear reason why I woke up today. And, and if at some point in time, 
after this is done or during this, I die, I know I left it all on the field. And I'm not going to be able to put it all in and post it. So <laughs> we'll have to get someone else to come in here and do that. We'll, we'll, got, we'll have to send it to David. He'll need to, he'll mm. need to send it out to David. Yeah, he's a tech wizard. But yeah, it, and that, that's where it is. It's like operating out of your purpose. And, and a lot of people, we, we got purpose wrong. Purpose a lot of times, especially in the U.S. And I, I don't know about other countries. I've dealt with uh, guys in, in, in Canada and the U.K. and so forth and, and Australia and, and New Zealand. And it's really kind of the same. You know, purposes in what you do. You know, my purpose is to be, you know, an entrepreneur. No, it's not. Like, why? What's behind that? Mm-hmm. You know, just like an easy one to say is a lot of times I'll, I'll ask, you know, as a man, you know, as a father, like, what's your purpose? And it'll be like, well, to be the best dad ever. I'm like, okay, what's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm like, okay. And, but, you know, but you got to break it down. You want to be the best father for a reason. Those reasonings, are the key to revealing your purpose because in every single piece of uh, piece of what you do, there's reasoning behind why you made that choice. Now, sometimes it's stupid reasoning, right? Sometimes it's just habit or that word that I still can't think of that you just do. Um, but like when you, when we break that down and look at the choices that you've made throughout your life and your past and in your present, and then ones you want to make in your future, there's an underlying core values of why you choose what you do. For me, my solid core value, my overlying core value, and I, and I always say this too, is it was we talked about a tugboat versus a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And the tugboat always goes saves and saves and saves and they wear, the, wear themselves out. Where the, the lighthouse, there you go. My broken, knee, my broken knees just came in there. My <laughs> light, the lighthouse down there by the river, the, but the, uh, the, the lighthouse stays planted firmly in one spot and shines its light out. Well, my light shines through love. But what makes it shine brighter is me owning myself, loving my story, and living with purpose. That right there, those three things are my purpose. And that's the reason why I make every decision that I make, not only for myself, but for others. So why do I want to be the best father? to help me own myself, love my story and live with purpose and help my kids love themselves, own their story or love their story and live with purpose. Like that's my role as a father. That's my role as a man. That's my role as a, as a husband. That's my role as a teacher, as a podcaster, as a writer, as a speaker, Mm -hmm. as a whatever at the grocery store. Yeah. That's my purpose. Why? Because every single decision I make is based on those three things. So when we look at, man, I just want to like, I just, men complicate the fuck out of things. Like we really are. People say, oh, you're simple. No, no, no. We we complicate the shit out of things. And it's like, because we have this level of expectation on ourselves. That's way, like I'm at, my arm is way out of the screen up here where reality is down here. And our reality of what we actually can physically and mentally do is at a certain point, but our expectation is way above that. So we always have this conflict with each other. And when we get rid of that expectation and just work, rely on our purpose and make decisions on that, then we're looking at it as a way to continue to live fully and fill my cup with what I need. Because like most men, the work that I do, most men out of the, most people, your purpose is filled with two to three things. So you need all three things to fill you up and Mm -hmm. make you feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But if, you're only trying to fill with one thing. It's not going to work. And it'll work out. Yeah. And we wonder, uh, like, I was only trying to fill with one thing. 
when I was sitting over on that couch right over there having a panic attack over a stupid-ass TV show. It was that couch? It was that couch. Right oh, there. man. And, and going back to, like, <laughs> the expectations, I think society has placed expectations over the years about what an ideal man should be. Yeah. And I think it's getting a lot better because this, this younger, you know, generation is kind of trying to, I guess, flip the script or change mm -hmm. the mold um, about, you know, what it is to be a man. And especially, like, it's helpful when we have the men's group, like, yeah. older guys trying to, you know, passing over the ropes, you know what I mean? And kind of teaching us, kids my age, kids even in their 20s, um, and even probably younger than us, yeah. um, about how what it is to be a real man and, you know, living, living with purpose, finding your purpose. Um, just stuff like that I think is really helpful because yeah. society has placed those expectations. And I forget who said it that expectations is fool's gold. Is that I think it was Gamby. I think it was a wizard. It was either a wizard or no, no. no. was it Larry? It was Larry. Larry. It was Larry, yeah. It was, and that was really good. We talked about that a lot in the men's group. Expectation is fool's gold. And, um, Dude, we set so – like our men set expectations that are so high, man. Uh, unattainable. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's back here, but uh, I believe it's in the book The Way of the Seal. I forget who wrote it, but he said just get rid of expectations because you, your mind, your body can, can really do 20 times what you think you can do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's something that, that I've tried to incorporate. It's hard because we're so programmed to hold this expectation. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about the time you were on the mound and you were all pissed off and I'm like, your expectation of the game and the way everybody else, you wanted everybody else to play was what screwed your whole game up. That was probably me nine out of 10 times up on the mound pissed off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like your expectation of what you should have accomplished, what should have happened and what all the other teammates should have done right was off you can only control yourself correct at the end of the day yeah. and that and, and knowing that makes you a better player a better pitcher better to to adapt and i think that's really what men need and i, I like what you said there it's seeing other men because my generation because let's go to this systemic change change happens from generation to generation mm -hmm. when we look at the race issues we have in the united states we are only I'm the, I'm only the second generation out from segregation. You're only the third generation right. out from segregation. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy to think about because it feels like it was probably like so long ago. Yeah. It really wasn't. It wasn't. My 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 dad's generation, my mom and dad's generation, your your mom and dad's generation, they were the generation that said, "No, this isn't okay. We're not doing this." Right. My grandpa's generation. It was the generation as they grew up that didn't know any different. Mm -hmm. That's the way. That's the way life was. But right. they're the first one to say, "No, I don't, this, something has to change." My parents were the ones who said, "No, this is not okay." And my generation was the one that said, "You know what? I, we don't really, we, we don't really see this." And that's the majority of, of mm -hmm. my generation. Now you got some idiots out there that are still ignorant <laughs> or like, oh, like, 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 like you. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. And and that's ignorant. the thing. That's the thing. It's nice. That is like, I grew up never really seeing color. I just, I it just wasn't a thing to me. I'm like, dude, you're a human. I'm like, cool, you're an right. American. Cool, let's let's go kick ass together. And it's like, my my kids and you, your generation is a generation that it really doesn't necessarily exist. Yeah, it's very very limited because, well, like, especially the area we're from too. Yeah. There's not many African American people, and I know there was probably like, well, like. 20 in our whole high school when we graduate mm -hmm. like not even in our class just in the entire high school mm -hmm. probably and i mean we everyone was cool with everyone like i didn't really there was no real yeah. problems i yeah. didn't really see anything we come from a pretty you know 
We, we listen. We come from gat back country. Yeah. Listen, we got we got some river people that are just like, and, and the problem is, is that they're probably never going to change because it's it's, um, yeah, it's your thoughts are generation to generation, and when you have that systemic negativity in your life, it's mm-hmm. very hard to get out of that mindset. So, you know, with that issue, like, it's it's probably never in the world going to go away, but we can limit it to very much. And, and that's where I think, you know, we're, we're getting all charged up with a lot of different things, which some of the things need to be charged up. But I think we got to look at it too, as listen, you know, we got to go gen, it's got to be generation. We're not going to see this real, real change until you guys are adults, you know, and that's starting to occur. Same thing with when we look at masculinity, we're not going to see the definite change until you guys We're the first, my generation is the first. So we got two generations sitting here going, masculinity has to be different. That's what my generation say. You guys are the first generation that are going to be the ones who have that different masculinity. Mm -hmm. But if my generation doesn't step up and look and say, and say, Hey, listen, things have to be changed. Things are different. Let's have these conversations. Let's change our perspective. You know, let's change our mindset of what that is. I mean, I went from being that macho man, right. To having a completely different view. I mean, dude, I love the bachelor. Like I can't wait for that stuff to come back on. Ninety Day Fiance plugging Ninety Day Fiance. Well, yeah, that's before a good show. Before the Ninety too. Days is so good. That was good. Oh, it's before so good. the Ninety Days. Yeah, okay. Big Ed and all that out. stuff. I have to check out that one. It's so good. But dude, I love all those. Like you know, Love Island's coming up. I'm like, I'm pumped about that. Like it's just most well, part of it's just because most of it's just a complete train wreck the whole time. Which oh, is yeah. great. But Fun but that's my only drama. I really allow in my life is is that, and I have no connection to that outside of just seeing it on TV. But right. Like, uh, you know, things like that, like those things before I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't, have, I've tried to like not cry over a movie. Right, you can try to suppress just, it. Yeah, like do those things. And it's like, no, 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 dude, I'm just, I'm just going to be who I am. And I think the more my generation starts to do that, it shows you guys and your generation of men and women, what the new expectation, not expectation, but new era is the new reality yeah and if you guys don't do that we're gonna be stuck in the same place that you guys are right now and then boom try to fix that so dude that was like the smartest thing i think you've ever said in your life i'm just kidding you said a lot i don't know it could be you are a big smart ass it's pretty fun hey made honor roll last year for college that's good as a student athlete just saying ncaa student academic athlete that's right what what whoop Go D3. Uh, hey, that's good ball, man. You're like playing it. ball. So, but also, man, like, listen, you know, we are here as purposeful men uh, to go out and kick ass every single day, to live with purpose, to own your shit, to love your story, and to just wake up every single day. Thank you, Cole, for being here today with us, giving your insight, what men are, need to do, and how we can help you. So this generation is the generation for change. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Peace out, everybody. Have a kick-ass day. See ya. Later.